Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Touch Sheet 745, Tony Bruno at 820. Free Disney trip, 950. We'll give you that keyword again. A lot of good stuff today. We'll get back to some of the local stuff later on in the show. Joe Biden front and center coming up with stairs, his son, China, and also, (laughs) this is a remarkable story, Uh, the Biden family dog, he goes by the name Commander, I think his name used to be Redskins, and then they got offended, so they changed it to Commander. (laughs) He has now bit a Secret Service agent for the 11th time. Oh, there's a man. Yeah, it's, I, mean, I guess Biden's dog also doesn't get, uh, he has no, no no cash bail, and he's allowed to just keep getting away with crime after crime. They need to, this dog needs to, because I don't believe in bad dogs. There are only bad Thank owners. Uh, this dog needs to be taken <laughs> somewhere to a to a good home yeah. with somebody who is going to uh, take care of him and train him and, and you know, make sure that he is not uh, biting people. Yeah, I agree. Or he should just be forced to uh, watch The View on loop until he learns his lesson. So uh, this dog was a two-year-old that yeah. they got after you know after Champ died. Remember Champ bit? Yep. And they said, "Oh, Champ won't be euthanized." Right. They and I tried to research this because they suddenly remember in June of 2021 they said, "Oh, sadly, Champ went to heaven yep. at age 13." Did they euthanize Champ? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, this is a two-year-old mm-hmm. German Shepherd. They need John and Ann Bickle in Montgomery County. They need a dog trainer, a yeah. really good jo- dog trainer, because because it is a, probably a crazy situation, right. right? For a for a shepherd. First of all, a shepherd is not a great if you know dogs, and we're all dog people here. Mm-hmm. A shepherd is probably not the best dog to have in that environment. Yeah. You know, get a lab or what did the Obamas my sister's have? Had, my sister has had two shepherds. Shepherds are I great. have two. Don't get me wrong. They're mm-hmm. great dogs. They're yeah. just to Dawn makes an excellent point that they're not. You know, they need they need. Uh, you know, especially if they're wild a little bit. Yeah. They need they need constant care. This family's just a mess. This, this is a shepherd is a working dog. Yep. yep. And so when they get bored, then they're going to take on a job if you don't give them the job. Yeah. And and this is so the eleventh time. And if it weren't for, I think it was Judicial Watch that filed all those Freedom of Information requests. Mm-hmm. They never released the information. I mean, one one Secret Service uh, individual was actually had to be hospitalized and was bitten multiple times in the thigh and the arm. I mean, that one back in the that was an attack. Yeah. And so they're putting they're putting you know usually a dog that bites repeatedly they you know they put them down. Yep. So they're just putting this dog in. This is this administration. They think that they're doing good by saying, oh, don't do that again. You know what I mean? And they don't have a good policy, even on their freaking two-year-old shepherd. Yeah. I've, I've, I have sources deep within the White House that have told me that Commander has gotten a little bit of uh, Hunter's Coke, and that's uh, why yeah. he hasn't. Mm-hmm. But I haven't confirmed that. <laughs> I've got to find a second source. So, to, uh, you, so we've heard of a cocaine shark, a cocaine bear, and now it's a cocaine, cocaine shepherd. Cocaine, co- cocaine commander. Cocaine commanders uh, running amok. Oh, jeez. All right, 7.05. We'll get to more serious stuff with the Bidens after the news, but let's get to Dawn Stenzlin for round two of the news. Yeah, and in the news this morning, uh, this Wednesday morning, September 27th, uh, we are getting up to 65 degrees today, and the sun will come out. So we have the forecast to talk about and sports news, which is great news. Other news that we haven't talked about, we have another inmate escapee, by the way. This is the Mount Laurel Police Department putting out the word of a most wanted suspect. 
So yet another prison escape and raising other questions about the staffing inside our prisons across the region, South Jersey, as well as we've talked a lot about Chester County and Philadelphia County. But the big story here, of course, that's making international news is the story of a Philadelphia judge dismissing all charges against a uh, police officer who is going through the proceedings of being fired, Mark Dial, ruling that the prosecutor simply did not present enough evidence to show that his fatal shooting of 27-year-old Eddie Irizarry while on duty last month was indeed a crime. So this was a failure of prosecutors to prove even the fact that this case could move forward. Municipal Court Judge Wendy Pugh agreeing with defense attorneys and saying that, in fact, once they saw all the video evidence, and there's a lot of evidence that the officer was indeed justified when he fired the shots, that he had a reasonable belief that was presented for a potential threat to both officers' safety. That was the ruling that happened mid-morning yesterday, about 11.30-ish, 11.39, I believe, was the, was the time that we found out as breaking news as it was happening. And then the day progressed with an announcement of a peaceful protest planned around City Hall. That was planned in the 5 p.m. hour, about 5.30. And even the family of Eddie Irizarry, who was in that traffic stop, who was shot that day, they were there calling for calm, calling for police. But as the sun set, the looters came out. And so we were now confirming this morning, according to Philadelphia police, at least 20 people under arrest searching for others as they review that surveillance uh, camera video. I don't know the charges that are leveled against these 20. We're told most of them were teenagers and police careful to, in fact, say that these individuals came out well after that peaceful demonstration mm-hmm. supporting the family and their grief and their request to the city for justice. Yeah, and there's all sorts of different sources to get the video from. If you haven't seen it yet, we showed it to you in the first hour. Uh, Mark Fusetti, Philly Crime Update, Steve Keeley, they all have that type of stuff. Yes. Also, I have uh, a bunch that I'm going to play during the cut sheet at 745. Okay. So. And this was not just, you know, around Center City. This was across the city of Philadelphia, many neighborhoods, the Northeast, for example, these looters. And there is a now a theory by Philadelphia police that there was a caravan of vehicles going from location to location to loot these businesses and take advantage of the situation that was the family grieving and that earlier demonstration. Mm -hmm. So they made that point as well. I know that some police, I believe Lower Marion police, actually from right across uh, City Avenue, because this was going on for many hours throughout the evening and early morning hours this morning, there were other responding police departments from the suburbs who were assisting Philadelphia police. Mm -hmm. So we did have those different units trying to keep the peace and and trying to to mitigate the situation. I'll also tell you that, and I don't know if this was in fact related, but there are uh, two officers injured early this morning. Officers Cruiser, uh, um, it looks like they were they they crashed with another vehicle, an SUV, West Allegheny Avenue at West uh, Glenwood Avenue in the Fairhill section of Philadelphia. So we're trying to get these officers' conditions. They were taken to Temple University Hospital, where they are right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm looking for that condition update. 
Obviously, we're talking about we have a lot of Hunter Biden news. We have Biden in Michigan. I know Nick Kale's going to talk about that. I'm just headlining it. We had President Biden. They're saying it's historic that he joined UAW striking members and speaking out in Michigan. And then, of course, today, this evening, we have the GOP, the second GOP debate. Who will be on that stage? And then, of course, what is Trump doing as counter-programming? By the way, you mentioned Joe and the uh, the strike and everything. You know, he's the first sitting president to join the picket line. He's also the first sitting president to join the picket line and not know he was there joining the picket line. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Had to. And, of course, Red October is coming back. Yeah, our Phillies clinch the top wild card spot. Also, thanks to Chicago. Thank you, Chicago, for losing. Cubs lost, right? Yes. So that helps. Every little bit helps. You know, it's amazing. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the show, and really nothing has changed. You can still commit crimes in this city and get out. <laughs> the Phillies are in the playoffs. The Eagles are undefeated. We're just doing it all again. <laughs> Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's so much going on today, but we will, uh, I'll leave it there and get to the NBC 10. It was 3-2 last night, by the way, and went well past, uh, into the 10th inning, but an exciting night for Phil's fans and for the city of Philadelphia. Unfortunately, the international headlines not showing this happy, positive news of the Phillies and those wonderful celebrations, but, um, putting us in a bad light. But the NBC 10 first alert forecast, I think you're going to love this one because today, finally, we see a nice sunny day, 65 degrees, but the rain is going to return, not a washout, although we do have a coastal flood advisory. The ground is soaked, and that leads to some downed trees and that sort of thing, so those warnings are out. But the high today, actually 67 degrees, your high today, with the sun coming out, partly cloudy. Tomorrow, uh, clouds return, some a slight chance, 20-ish percent chance of some showers spattering, moving through 66 tomorrow for your Friday 65. And Friday is a rainy day for us. Saturday, the lesser day of the weekend, 72. However, there will be some showers and storms moving through. So Sunday, we are teed up for next week, moving into starting October 1st, Red October brings back a feeling of summer and warmth. 78 degrees for your Sunday, bright sunny skies, and that continues well into the week, the following week, the first week of October. I mean, we're looking at 80s well through that, through next week. So a beautiful, sunny, summer-like week as we think about baseball in Philadelphia and uh, dreaming of the World Series. That's what they call an, That's what they call an Indian summer, right? Indian summer, or did they cancel that? Was that offensive yeah, and somebody canceled. got triggered yep. by that? Okay. Second summer? Second summer, yeah. Feels like summer? Right, know. right. <laughs> Kale and Company, Newsline. All right, Don, thank <laughs> you very much. 7.13 here on this Wednesday morning. Uh, we will get to Joe's lie because we have the receipts about Hunter's business dealings and compensation with China. We'll do that on the other side of the break. But as we wrap up this segment... You know, I just want to spend like three or four minutes here on this. So Joe Biden, we know, um, you know, he'll trip over sandbags. He can't go up the steps for Air Force One. He can't go down the steps. And now it is ultra clear that this is part of the Biden campaign and their secret mission, as Axios has labeled it in this article for reelection. Don't let him trip as voters express concerns about the 80 year old president's age and fitness for office. 
Biden's team now taking extra steps to prevent him from stumbling in public, as he did in June when he tripped over the sandbag at the Air Force Academy. Uh, with a physical therapist, Biden has been doing exercises to apparently to improve his balance as far back as November of 2021. I'm not sure that the physical therapist is actually paying off at this point. And since his stumble in June, uh, he has been wearing tennis shoes more often uh, to avoid slipping and using the short stairs on Air Force One as he enters the plane on a lower deck than before. Uh, Now, why this matters, while Democrats, including some in the administration, are terrified that Biden's going to have a bad fall with a nightmare scenario of it happening in the weeks before the elections. And some senior Democrats have privately been frustrated with Biden's advance team for months, citing the sandbag incident and noting that the president often appears not to know which direction to go after he speaks at a podium. We, we talk about it all the time. We play you the video and the, you hear the audio. He doesn't know if he should go left, if he should go right. He's only been doing this for 35 years. Uh, and obviously, Republicans jump all over that, and rightfully so. Uh, but we actually have a little video. So if you're on YouTube, get there, uh, or you have it up already. If not, go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT and hit the like and subscribe buttons. And you'll see this video. This was Joe, uh, I believe, yesterday. Now, keep in mind, the steps are shorter coming off Air Force One and going up. And you will see on YouTube uh, Joe walking down the shortened steps of Air Force One, and he almost falls again. So they've they've go. they've taken the the steps and made them shorter, and he got up them properly. He goes down about four steps, and then takes like a little slip, like he's on a patch of ice, and you see it on a loop All right. again. All right, guys, are we are we really going to do this? With, uh, it was a uh, little, it was a little like it wasn't like him going up Air Force One. The guy can't stand. No, I, I don't disagree with that, but like. It was a little. It was a little stumble. But when you've tripped over sandbags, you've fallen going up the stairs. You don't know if you should exit stage left, exit right. It's. It goes to show you. It's not just cognitive. It's not just mental. It's physical. He's fallen off the bike. Um, There's just countless episodes. The reality is whether you want to talk about it from a speech standpoint, a brain standpoint, or a physical standpoint with the body. The the guy is done. I didn't disagree with any of that. I'm just saying this particular video. It's just ironic it's, that they just they just installed yeah. the shorter steps, and it's like I got it, yeah. And he's like Harry and Marvin Home Alone. <laughs> he's going down the steps of the ice. Kevin froze the steps. I've I've heard that those steps are really really hard to go up and down. And the only thing I agree with is the uh, is the shoe apparel. Like if you're going to go with like that makes a ton of sense. Um, you know I don't like it on TV as a TV host. With the, I told you the the business casual shoes with the suit look, yeah, but yeah. like if you're Joe at this point, you got to do that. I mean, if he's wearing dress shoes, that would have been, he would have been on his back there. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Figured we would share that. But we've got. Can I just say something, though? Why would the administration admit that they have this don't let him slip? I don't think they. I don't think they. Axios claims, alleged, it says Axios. I guess a source. uh, Yeah, a White White House source has confirmed that that was their mission. If Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's what they're saying. Why in the heck? Would anybody ever these leaks like this? Mm-hmm. If I were in the They're communication the P- office for administration, I would flip out. If some, you know what I mean. They are the worst oh PR department I've ever seen for a presidential administration. They have they, just another failure. Just they chalk are. it up. Yeah, they are eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Joe has said countless times, "I have no knowledge of my son Hunter and his business dealings." 
He even said in 2019, and we're going to play you the clip when we come back, he was berating Peter Ducey saying, Trump is the corrupt one, and I have nothing to do, and I know nothing about Hunter in China. Well, we just found out yesterday that Hunter picked up a cool quarter million dollars from China, and the money was sent to the Biden family residence, but Joe didn't know about it. Details on that story when we come back. Kale and Company, live on a Wednesday. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. I'm rethinking the spread for the uh, Commanders-Eagles game on Sunday. It has even ticked up a little bit. The Eagles now are minus eight and a half. I don't... I was hesitant yesterday. I don't think this game is going to be close. I just don't. So I'm taking the Eagles at uh, minus eight and a half. Right now, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for a Thursday night football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Lions and Packers. And you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. The NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payday. You can build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Greg so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210, WPHT, and is the official betting partner of the NFL, 21 and over, President PA. First on uh, refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. A flavor of fall, sweet apples, caramelized onions. I'm going to make you hungry here. How about a hearty homemade beef chili, classic beef chili, great for football season, even baseball in the fall, French toast bread pudding dessert in a crock pot. It's possible and it's delicious. What am I talking about? I'm talking about whatacrock.com. One of my secret weapons to making it all work. I mean, life is so hectic and sissy, and I'm so grateful to whatacrock.com. These are ready-made meals offering a huge variety of delicious meals designed for your slow cooker. And I've done this for years, by the way. I actually found them right when they were founded, created by a local mom, and now they've gone big time. You can order online, whatacrock.com, and they deliver it to your doorstep, right? So every day I just take it out of the freezer, stick it in the slow cooker. I'm good to go, run around all day, do my thing, work, kids, after school sports, do it all. But we come home after a long day and dinner is all good to go, simmering. Uh, It's a wonderful thing. And it's also a great gift. Recently, um, my niece Meredith, her husband, Rich, uh, their son, Jamie, who I've talked about, March of Dimes, Superstar born at two pounds, and I know many of you have prayed for him. Uh, was at Chop with a recent surgery on his birthday, and she was saying on Facebook a lot of people were sending them what a crock meals because they have other kids and life and work. So it's great for a situation like that. What, instead of sending flowers, send them whatacrock.com meals, ready to eat meals, and make it easier for the family, and then you get more high quality time around the dinner table. So here's what you do order now whatacrock.com make sure you use promo code WPHT at checkout you get $10 off your first order whatacrock.com you fight the law in Philadelphia well you usually do win but maybe one day the law (laughs) will win as we uh, work our way back to uh, some sort of sanity 
Nick Dawn and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Um, I do want to say this. This is a, uh, an interesting uh, point. Um, and we'll get to the, uh, the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden wire transfer for $250,000 from China. And also some of the uh, past audio where Joe says uh, he has no idea what the heck you're talking about. Um, but uh, Dom makes a good point. Dom Giordano, our very own, on Twitter just about 15 minutes ago, saying that the new interim commissioner uh, here in Philadelphia with the police department is an improvement. Improvement. Uh, Steve Keeley uh, with a quote and a um, some audio uh, a couple of hours ago saying, and this is from the interim police commissioner in Philadelphia, John Stanford, quote, it's disgusting. We made arrests and we're going to continue to make arrests. We're going to continue press on and continue until we have all of those folks in custody, vowing to arrest every looter as detectives uh, you know, go through all of the surveillance. So, um, yeah, I, I like to hear that. That's nice. Um and this is not a, a swipe at, at Don, uh, Dom by any stretch, but, you know, Stanford, you know, it's like, oh, it's an improvement. Okay, sure, but it's hard to get any worse from what we've been dealing with, right? So you can only go up from here, whether it's the successor to Daniel Outlaw, the successor to Larry Krasner, the successor to Jim Kenny, uh, as I like to say, stink, stank, and stunk uh, here in Philadelphia. Outlaw on her way out. She'll be at the New York, New Jersey Port Authority, uh, which apparently, actually, according to some people on, on Twitter in the know uh, that cover this type of stuff, is actually a financial promotion for her. I've, I've been told that she will actually make more money in that position than she did here in Philadelphia, which is staggering because she didn't do her job here in Philadelphia, uh, nor was she um, ever allowed to do her job because they don't want that here in Philadelphia. When you have progressives and you have these big liberal cities, and it's, you know, it really hits home. And Greg alluded to this um, earlier in the six o'clock hour. Is it was it Target or is there another retailer that's closing up Target. like Target? Yeah, they're closing up in Harlem and a bunch of places. Nine, in Minnesota, nine of them. Yeah. Nine. nine of them across the country. Yeah. And you know we've said this before, and Greg, you made a good point about well, make you know, hit the city where it hurts in their wallet, and maybe they'll enforce their laws. But these costs, these get passed on to you and I. Oh yeah, we played a clip a few weeks ago where yeah. they were saying they have no choice but to have like a hazard fee into these yep. into these products just in case yep. they get stolen. Costs, and they probably will cost more to insure them. For the company, which means they're not doing that out of the goodness of their heart. Nope. They pass the buck along to you. Yep. So, you know, we're all going to pay for this until the pendulum swings back to common sense towards the center. Um, you know, I, I, it doesn't need to be law and order everywhere. But, Dawn, you've been saying it, right? Well, I'm raising I'm raising my hand like, teacher, call me. Um, I will say this. I don't think this is all because of these nine Target stores across the nation closing. I don't think it's all because of crime and shoplifting, which is what they're claiming. I think it's, I know a lot of moms after the whole thing with the onesie, baby onesies that were tuckets oh, yes. for kids and that whole thing. I know a lot of moms who said, yeah, I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. done with Target. I'll just shop elsewhere, support my local boutiques or Walmart or what you th- have you. You think they've been mm-hmm. bu- Bud Lighted? I do. Okay. I think this... What they're feeling, and they can say it's the crime, but I and I think that's a factor. Sure. But I think I know one mom. She said, "Well, I have all these gift cards. I'm telling her, don't buy me any more Target. Don't buy my kids Target gift cards anymore because that was a popular grandparents would do that." Mm-hmm. And she said, "I'm going to use these up, and that's it. Okay. Then I'm done." So I think that this is also because of of their 
policies that moms felt, you know, eh, I'm not going to shop with my kids here anymore. Okay. 855-839-1210. Hunter Biden received $250,000 from somebody in Beijing. The details coming up next. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Can't wait for next week. My friend Denise is going to come over. We're talking windows because, yeah, I'm getting ready for winter and, you know, making the house more energy efficient. The uh, front bay kitchen window needs replacing big time. But, you know, you've heard me talk about Chapman windows, doors and siding for years now. And I think of the Chapman family team and Denise included as as friends and family and and that's a piece of it these are individuals who are dedicated individuals they love their jobs and mike and mark chapman from the community chester county two brothers started this business nearly 30 years ago and as their families grew i mean now their kids are grown they're working with the company and they're great people and they are professionals so when you think about maybe window replacement doors interior doors exterior doors stucco remediation you could do a virtual tour, chapmanwindowsdoors.com, and they have so much on there, whether it's the Nana, well, N-A-N-A, this wall product, gorgeous wall of glass doors and windows. It could transform any room in your home, especially that foyer area to bring the outside in. Architectural shutters designed to last a lifetime with a lifetime warranty, of course, but there is a unique Chapman difference that I'm always raving about because they do meticulous work outstanding service, high-quality products, installed by high-quality people, I might say, and they're going to respect your family budget. ChapmanWindowsDoors.com. Call or text 610-431-8898. Nick Hale, Don Stenzel, and Greg Stocker. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Free Odyssey app. If you haven't downloaded it by now, I can't help you. <laughs> I'll tell you every stinking day. YouTube. Watch us. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Still ahead. Uh, Donald Trump on a civil case. A ruling comes out yesterday. Uh, also, we've got the second GOP debate tonight. <laughs> Man. If, if does people really care. Talk about, you know, <laughs> yeah, nobody caring. I know. No. Who, who should care less at this point? David O. going up against Sherelle Parker <laughs> or the seven on TV tonight going up against Trump? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, seriously. It's crazy. But I'll watch it because uh, well, I, I enjoy it's your it. Job. It's my job. I enjoy it, and I have nothing else to do anyway. Um, and also, Fetterman coming after Menendez. I've got an interesting uh, thought on that. We'll get to that as we continue. And Cory Booker, his BFF, going oh, against him. Oh, Corey, wait, Cory Booker going against Fetterman? Met Menendez. Oh, okay. You so, know, so they're joining all, in. They're yeah, all yeah. ganging up on Mr. Menendez. Gold Bar Bob is under siege. All right. Um, so, speaking of gold bars and cash and odd uh, different wire transfers that just r- miraculously show up in bank accounts. Let's get to the interesting story of the day yesterday, uh, nationally, on the Biden front. Forget stairs and forget his dog biting people for the 11th time. But Hunter Biden received a cool $250,000 uh, with a wire transfer that originated in Beijing mm. with the beneficiary's address listed as Joe Biden's home. Money came from Hunter's China-backed business partners. We'll give you the details in a moment, but that's that's the headline. But let's take a trip down memory lane. Let's go back to 2019 as Joe was building up his campaign to challenge Donald Trump. This was pre-COVID. And you will see the video as well if you're on YouTube how adamant that Joe is pointing 
his finger in Peter Ducey's face, <laughs> denying any involvement or knowledge of China, but saying, no, 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 Trump's the corrupt one. Take a listen and watch. I've never spoken to my son about drugs. And so how do you know? Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader? If that's what happened, that appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the presidency to try to do something to smear me. Everybody looked at this and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question. Oh, ask the right question, he says to Peter Ducey, young whippersnapper reporter for Fox News. How dare you come at me like that and challenge me? Well, we got some details. So yesterday, uh, Hunter Biden, we found out, received wires that originated in Beijing for more than $250,000 from Chinese business partners during the summer of 2019. Wires that listed the Delaware home of Joe Biden as the beneficiary address for the funds. Fox News has learned from a congressional committee, the House Oversight Committee. Uh, we know James Comer, Republican from Kentucky. He's been investigating the Biden family business dealings and President Biden's alleged involvement in those ventures. And, of course, we have been told that Joe does no knowledge of China, uh, no knowledge of Ukraine. Uh, we only talk about the weather when they're on the phone. There's random burner phones bought from a, from a Rite Aid before they were looted by Philadelphians. Uh, I kid there. Um, but now it's clear as day. You're starting to see all these little dots connected. And this, is, again, is the power, and this is how great it is that the Republicans took back the House, because without this... Without them achieving this, this this type of information is not revealed. And we keep saying, okay, it looks pretty obvious, but where's the smoking gun? I think this is another big shoe that dropped yesterday where we can sit there and say, Joe, you said this in 2019. You said that in 2020. You reiterated this in 2021. Every time you keep saying it, more details pop up. And we know where the arrow is going here. The momentum is clearly against Joe Dems are jumping ship, uh, whether it's his age, the economy, whether it's the southern border. There's so many things. The impeachment inquiry, which obviously this is a part of. I don't know, Don. I, I just I find it hard to believe that a wire transfer with your address could have a cool quarter million and you are completely unaware of it. And oh, by the way, it goes to your son, who you claim you have no knowledge of his dealings with. It's like the old Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. I know, know? nothing. Yep. But. You know, the evidence, they continue to gather the evidence. They're putting the case together. And it's a, it's amazing. On one side, you have banking and wire transfer information, which is tangible information. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, isn't it interesting? <laughs> what, what did you have a, a phone call to Zelensky? You know, to when, when Trump was impeached ultimately, right. it was a phone call that you could. Give your opinion. Some thought it was an improper phone call. Others thought it was perfectly legal. That was grounds for the impeachment. But here we have tangible evidence, mm-hmm. banking information, yep. which I think, how do you refute that? That's right. And we we talked about this, I think it was three weeks ago, where Nancy Mace from South Carolina was on CNN with Caitlin Collins. 
And remember, they had that contentious back and forth, and Nancy May said, well, that's why it's imperative that we get these bank records, we look at all the financial details, and if you've seen what I've seen, and this obviously, she's referring to stuff like this that had not been released to the public from the House, now that comes out and you're like, oh, okay, so this is what Nancy Mace meant when Caitlin Collins tried to keep you know, cutting her off and got producers in her ear yeah. and she's trying to be the young oh, whippersnapper backbone uh, journalist reporter um nancy mace obviously I, I would assume had some sort of knowledge of these details and but again you know a lot of this takes time it's not like you just get it and, hey you run out and hold a press conference and you, you jump on with hannity on fox news to drop a bombshell these things take a lot of time you got a lot of people as lawyers all the whole process but to your point nick it takes time and what you're referring to is that people's votes matter? People, how many times have people called in to Nick Kale, Gale and Company and said, "Oh, my vote! I'm not voting. I've, I've had it." But we wouldn't have these six subpoenas answered or all this time that you're referring to if Republicans did not have subpoena power and control the House. That's correct. And people have to remember that. Yes, the first wire transfer sent to Hunter Biden was dated on July 26th, 2019. It was for ten thousand dollars. From an individual named Ms. Wang Jin, X-I-N. There is a Ms. Wang Jin listed on the website for BHR Partners. Hey, Wang. No Wang. Offense. Hey, Wang. Uh, the second wire Rodney transfer. Field, uh... A little bit. God bless his soul. Uh, the second wire transfer sent to Hunter Biden was dated August 2nd, 2019. That was for $250,000 from Li Jing Sheng, also known as Jonathan Lee. Very interesting translation there. The CEO of BHR Partners and Ms. Tan Ling, the committee trying to identify what Ling's role is currently or at the time of the transfer. Comer and the House Oversight Committee have obtained bank records as part of their investigation, alleging, of course, that the Biden family and their business associates received millions of dollars from oligarchs in Russia, Ukraine, Romania, and others during the Obama administration. So this was this was a documented loan, not a distribution or payout. That's right. Directly wired from a private individual. Don, how do you like your big uh, big funds? Do you like it transferred via wire? Do you prefer gold bars, cash mm-hmm. stuff in your um, in your closet? Do you have a preference? I personally take my two hundred and fifty grand <laughs> in gold bars. I, we're doing something wrong here. What does one do with a gold bar? I don't know. Like mm-hmm. you don't take that down into the, your local Wawa and be right. like, uh, "How much? Uh, how many uh, new pizzas? Or how many sizzlies can I get with this? Sizzlies can I get with this <laughs> this year gold bar? Like when your buddies come over to watch the Red Zone on Sunday, do you show them the gold bar? Oh yeah. Do you pull it out of the bathrobe yep. sleeve? Oh yeah. Hey, look at this. That's something. And I said this yesterday, which. I I kind of want to just put a pin in the fact that this whole thing is a little too. Uh, Which one? Too good to be true. The Menendez thing mm-hmm. is a little too easy. It's a little too, uh, look, look, here's a pocket full of cash. Look, here's gold bars. It's just a little too neat for me. Even the rioters and looters last night downtown had a better plan than Bob <laughs> Menendez. But I, Phil Kirpin yesterday, who Anthony Dorenzo, to his credit, set up Phil Kirpin again. It's, he's fantastic in the interview. To his credit. Oh, man. No, I mean, I, I want to give I him know. credit okay. for the okay. setting of that up, I meant. I don't. <laughs> He's not here today. Anthony's not here yeah. today. That's why we're rocking him. He, uh, we'll get into Anthony later. Um, <laughs> Anthony Anthony set up to take time off with Mary to take her to Hershey Park because all summer she wanted to go to Hershey Park and didn't look up the fact that um, they're closed. It's after Labor Day, so they're closed during the week. 
He booked he booked a, a, a trip to a place that was close for the season. The park is close. Uh, I was like, well, the zoo and the garden are open. Hey, hey, Mary, I'm sorry. The park's closed. <laughs> uh, we, like, I wish you would have told me. Oh I would. Oh my god, <laughs> the, the best and brightest we hire here. Oh my lord, not a joke. <laughs> oh man, oh, I lo- we love him. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, kind of. But yeah. I was like, let, I would have. Like, I like his dad better personally. But. Stop. <laughs> we love him. Anyway, but uh. so. <laughs> So back to Bob Menendez. Uh, so he had. So what Kirpin's point was, Menendez had said he would vote against the pending nuclear deal with Iran. Kirpin had actually said that that in fact Menendez, even though you know we could say a lot about his local and New Jersey policies mm-hmm. and domestic policies, he said you know on international policy he actually knew what he was doing and was pretty good with that. And so we kind of thought out loud, huh. Wonder if this was just, uh, well, what do we have on that guy? We don't like the way he's going to vote right, right. <laughs> with his r- Iran policy because he's actually voting more with along the lines of conservatives mm-hmm. with the uh, Iran policies. Yep. And so wondered about the timing of that. Okay. So I'll just put to, and he made me think of Greg Stocker immediately, you know. Yeah. I'm actually told I'm actually told that uh, Dorenzo uh, is consulting with Valdez on when Dorney Park closes, so he won't get that screwed up. I think they're up until Halloween, but Valdez would let me know if I'm oh wrong. God. All right, seven forty-eight <laughs> Wednesday morning. Let's get to a riveting edition of a midweek. What's on the cut sheet? What's on the cut sheet? By the way, if you're uh Head on over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Please hit the like button if you're watching right now. We're only at 91 likes. I want to get to 100 likes. Actually, I want to get to 200 likes. So everybody who is watching right now, please hit the like button. Uh, but uh, these, uh, we have more looting videos from last night. Great. Um, well, look, I mean, it's it's people, people in this world that we live in, everybody documents everything. Yep. So it, it, it's disturbing to see. Uh, some of this is audio, so you can hear it if you're in your car or whatever. But uh, YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Please hit the subscribe button, too, if you're new. I think we had a lot of new uh, viewers uh, this morning, the 6 o'clock hour. So if you're watching right now, please hit the subscribe button. Um, let's start with... Looting at a Philadelphia Apple store. Um, I think you played clips of. I think that was Lululemon you played, Nick Kale, okay. right? Yeah, I believe so. This is uh, this is the Apple store uh, where basically these these the, 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 these people go in there and be like, "Free iPhones!" <laughs> Cut six here, Dave. Love tracking device. Yeah. Wow, um, <laughs> it's pretty remarkable. Just, just like it's swarms of people running in there, yeah, and just grabbing everything they can. Many possibly, masks. Yeah. All of these things that they're grabbing, mm-hmm. you can. Tr- they, they all are loaded with tracking devices, so they know exactly where these devices are. Right. It doesn't matter. They can try to disable them, but now, they we- all have codes on them. They all have like a VIN on a car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do, so it's, do it's we very know, easy to track them? Do we know if the Apple Store was open when they went in? Because they, they went in pretty easily. I don't see a smashed door or a busted window, which I believe the lights are on. I mean, are we going to get to the point where we have to do what San Francisco does, where we drop gates down in front of all of these doors? 
like the cage type thing. I think a lot of Center City businesses do that. It's a shame in, in they that, have to. In that area right there? Well, yeah, not not at the... That's I think that's the Apple Store at Walnut, yeah. right? On Walnut Street. I mean, boy, if we get to the point where that, that's the protocol there, well, let me ask then you, you know we've lost complete control. Let me it ask closed you at 7, and this all started about 7.30. Okay. So I think they were... I think they were smashing windows to get in, yeah. many let, of the businesses. Let me ask you guys this. If you guys worked in these stores and you saw these animals coming in, what would you do? Just let them take whatever they want. I'd run. Yeah. I wouldn't even run. I, mean, I, just, I would just sit down in the chair, like if I was in the back of the store, or I would just go back to the stock room. Just, you know, don't even... I mean, what are you going to do? I, you don't know if they're armed. If you try to call the cops, they, and then I, you know... I agree with you. I, I just I feel like my blood would boil so much though that I would I would probably get myself shot. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but their policy is that you're going to get fired. We've talked about this. Right. All of these stores have a policy. If yeah. you interact and confront these individuals, you've gone against the store training and the store policies. So mm-hmm. I'd walk out the back. Yeah, we've saw. What, what was the video? Was it San Francisco? And there's a woman, a blonde-haired woman, and this this kid just and she's like backing away, and this this much like an alluding is just pounding on her yep. in her face mm-hmm. just beating her brutally well and the the other thing that really bothers me about this is the way everybody is observing it mm. and they're egging it on yeah they're inciting it, it forget agreed. the fact that they're recording it but mm-hmm. if you go back to the video that we just showed you there's at least three people in front of the glass windows on the street they're all recording and they're all yelling it's like they're at a football game cheering on the team to score a touchdown yep yep it's just yeah it's it, it with the presence of cameras and cell phones and people videoing it it incites people to want to do more and to to do more outlandish stuff like Michael Pelka who's on the YouTube chat right now says they were also uh smashing uh the phones and pads on the streets and laughing mm-hmm. so not just they weren't just taking them to mm-hmm. like do whatever they were just taking them to take them and break them yeah i mean i've wanted to smash an iphone from time to time <laughs> as well but it's usually when an android user texts me and it's all messed up i just i don't I, you know i don't know what i would do in that situation i'm i i'm a giant wimp so i would probably do what you said nick but there would be a part of me that would just been like these people what are they doing like like it's just you know uh, well, you're damned if you do in, in so many ways, right? Yeah. If yeah. you if you if you do anything to stop it, you're violating company policy. Yeah. You'll be fired. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you could get injured or killed. And you know, third, if you do detain somebody or do the right thing and look like the hero, you're going to get prosecuted for assaulting them. I know. Uh, here's another video. This is uh, looting at a Foot Locker near the Liberty Bell. So nice near the the Cradle of Liberty that we live in. Where the Declaration of Independence was signed. Uh, take everything you want, a footlocker, ladies That's and gentlemen. Right. This is cut seven, Daniel. I mean, it, it's like, it looks like Beirut. <laughs> yeah, it does. People just coming out with, with yeah. hoodies and yeah. sneakers and everything they could possibly 
get their hands on. You know, when I worked at Foot Locker, we used to have these BOGO sales, buy one, get one. Uh, now it's steal one, take two. <laughs> you just go in and grab whatever you can carry out. Let me let me ask you guys this, because these, Don alluded to this earlier, these, these seem very well orchestrated. Are they, like, do they all, like, is this set up on social media? I believe so. I believe it's coordinated probably on whether an Instagram or whatever, however they communicate through Direct messages. I would. I doubt it's and, just all text messaging. And they're caravans. That, according to yeah. police, that the, the whole caravan of vehicles. Because you know you're not allowed to stop the vehicle in Philadelphia. Because yeah. that would be is. Yeah. Whatever you know be, what pro, I mean. Be profiling. Right. It'd be right. profiling. Yeah. You're not allowed to profile a caravan of looters. Right. You're not allowed to do it in Philadelphia. And then on top of it, they're wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing COVID's responsible and for. And not. We're not talking about medical masks necessarily. Some mm-hmm. of these were like those. Yeah. Halloween. Halloween oh yeah. 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 Um, my question too is: Is that do they just wait for something like this that is viewed as that they view as an injustice mm-hmm. to to organize for stuff like? Because this it seems very like they're like, well, we know there's going to be protests, yeah. so let's use that as the opportunity to start looting. Well, I mean, you go with uh, the, you've got the one influencer that goes by the name Meatball, and she's got 125,000 mm-hmm. followers. So as soon as that happened, you know, I mean, these losers are on social media all day. They don't have jobs. All they do is post all this nonsense. Yep. And uh, there you go. Uh, this woman was recording a grocery store looting somewhere. I don't know. Um, and she she's just screaming over and over again, everybody must eat. Everybody, oh, yeah. So this is the, you know, poor and downtrodden that don't have enough to eat that need to loot to get their next meal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut eight, Daniel. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. Everybody must eat. What? Everybody must eat. I, mean, I would say meatballs <laughs> eating too much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe you should eat less, sweetheart. Yeah. Everybody must eat. Meatball hasn't missed a meal since the last supper. Look at, oh, my Lord. Everybody must eat. That's what, what is I'm talking about? Russ well, Eddie. It's some. It's like a fine wine and good liquor. Uh, yeah, fine wine good and good spirits store. Yeah, um, they're taking my bourbons. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Your hands she, off my Woodford Reserve. She's saying that in front of a liquor store. Yeah. yeah. Everybody must eat. That's gonna be me on Friday. Everybody must drink. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with groceries up twenty percent due to Biden inflation, I might have to start doing this as well. Everybody must eat. Everybody must drink. I need that as a drop. Everybody must eat. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, yell. I'm gonna yell that the next time we have a food drop out in the hub. <laughs> everybody must eat in front of a liquor store. Yeah. Everybody must eat. Like it's just it's 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 comically it's painfully stupid. Yes, it's just painfully stupid. You're looking at the de-evolution of society in all seriousness. Agreed. Agreed. And I know you know you do the math and it's a very select few, but this this becomes more and more common. This becomes gl- and this is the downside of social media. This type of behavior gets glorified. Yeah. Well, I got 2.2 million views and 8,000 likes, and they, they quantify their existence based on their social media interaction. So Trish, uh, Trish on the YouTube chat brings up something interesting. She says Antifa. I, this isn't Antifa, though. No, no. no. Antifa is usually, usually out a bunch of out-of-towners, privileged white people yes. that come here mm-hmm. and do what they did in Atlanta and Seattle. That's usually Antifa. This isn't Antifa. These are just local punks. Well, you know, the the thought of, of caravans coming in does kind of spark, you know, out-of-town Antifas, but yeah, this, is, this, is, 
this is not that. No. These are just opportunists who are looking to, you know, commit crimes yeah. while the, you know. And Antifa is very coordinated. Agreed. Like, they're like a network. Yeah. So to speak. Um, all right, let's let's get to politics, shall we? I, I the, the, just seeing these videos, just it's just it's irritating that you know what out of me. Um, by the way, I'm drinking out of my uh, Kale and Company coffee mug. Nice work out of you. And I have. Oh, what what would you? I I probably should have cleared this with you ahead of time, Nick. But what's that? You got hoodies in there? No, I have. Um, I have some extra Kale and Company T-shirts. Oh. Do you want to oh. give one away right now? <gasps> I, I would love that. Woohoo! All right. So what we're going to do is... Because everybody's got to eat. Sean, uh, Sean, who's uh, doing a great job. She, he's, uh, he's producing Dawn today. He's, he's, he's going to uh, man our phones this morning, too. Filling in for Anthony, and he's never booked a Hershey trip when it was closed. Clear the lines right now, if you will. Okay. And this is a... We only have specific sizes. One is a small and one is a medium. Okay. Let's give away the small now. Okay. And we'll give away the medium in the nine o'clock hour. How about that? Let's do that. All right. So it, only if you can use it, though. Only if you can use it. Tenth caller? Yeah, tenth caller. Tenth caller, 855-839-1210. The tenth caller right now. Uh, if you can use a Kale & Company uh, uh, a t-shirt, maybe... A small, maybe you want to give it to your kid. Yeah, to, have them wear it to school. To bring it, to bring it to school. I'm not saying you have to. If a small works for you, you can do it. Uh, you can wear it yourself, but you have to be able to wear it. Yes. Tenth caller right now, 855-839-1210. You get these brand new yes. Kale and Company t-shirts. It's a small. It's a small. So that's that's women. That's... Um, Valdez. <laughs> It's children. Hey, look, free is free is good. Yep. I mean, they retail value twenty eight dollars, folks. Yep. You have to be able to use it, please. I, these are these are hot commodities. Uh, I don't want them going to waste. That's correct. Uh, you have to verify it on social media. Tenth caller right now eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Okay, there's a debate tonight. Did yep. you guys know that? I've heard. GOP. <laughs> Can't wait for Doug Bergman to speak. <laughs> might not, I might not even take my nap today. I'm so excited. Did he make the? Did he make? He made the, the cut. Oh, one wow. of seven. Wow. He's one of seven. Wow. Yeah, Isn't that a movie? <laughs> You've got Burgum, Christie, <laughs> Pence, Scott, Haley, Ramaswamy, and Mustard. Mustard. <laughs> well, speaking of Mustard, he was on with Laura Ingram last night. Uh, she brings up a good question. Uh, the poll right now has Trump at 50% and him at like 13. <laughs> How do you plan to fill that gap? Uh, he, at least he has a plan. This is cut 11, Daniel. Done. We're delivering results. Now, Governor, the latest CBS poll out of New Hampshire shows that you're in second, albeit a distant second, behind Trump. You're at 13 percent. He's at 50 percent. Uh, similar numbers. You have, you have more like 21 percent, I think, in Iowa. How do you go from number two to number one, given Trump's that also huge lead in the polls? That also means you sit or you stand. <laughs> well, Laura, this is our time for choosing. We're not going to get a mulligan on the 2024 election. We've had three straight election cycles in a row where Democrats have a playbook to beat Republicans. And if we repeat that same playbook in 24, we're going to lose. Uh, we were supposed to have a big red wave in 2022. I thought your monologue was excellent outlining the problems. But all those problems were there in November of 2022. Republicans should have capitalized on that by winning a huge red wave. And that did not happen. Voters chose Democrats over some of our candidates, uh, except in Florida. 
In Florida, we delivered a historic uh, re-election victory, and that's because we delivered on our promises. So as you look forward, the time for talking is over. I look at the border situation. I look at the budget situation. These are issues that Republicans have been talking about for decades, and yet they still persist. Uh, I'm the only guy running that can say, everything I promised my voters I would do, I delivered on 100% of the promises. So yes, I will beat Biden. But even more importantly than that, I'm the guy that will actually deliver 100% of the results that we need to turn this country around. Uh, so he makes a lot of really astute good points, although he doesn't answer the question how he's going to make up the gap between himself and Donald <laughs> Trump. Uh, and I think his answer would be, wouldn't you like to know? And I don't think he knows <laughs> oh. how to do that. But I would say this. I've, I've picked up on a trend now. You heard him there where he was talking about the border. Uh, you listen to a lot of these other candidates. They're all talking about certain things. But the one thing they are not hammering home with a huge hammer is the economy. One man who always talks about the economy is Trump. And, oh, by the way, the economy was really good under Donald Trump. It's the most important issue, and I feel like it's just one of three or four issues for these seven candidates. Trump goes out of his way when he's not talking about, you know, uh, the the political persecution or he's not asked about January uh, 6th or he's not asked about 2020. He hammers home the point about the economy. And that is why I believe he's got such a big lead on top of the fact that he had the experience of being in there for four years. Have have either of you ever seen, like, a, a bigger fall from grace <laughs> than no. DeSantis? No. Like, that was my guy. Within, <laughs> my guy. Within, what, six, eight, six, eight weeks? Yeah. I mean, it really started... Um, you know, it was a little bit, you started to see it fall off a little bit before the official announcement on Twitter spaces with Elon. But since that day, and that, that is just one little blip on the radar. That's not the, the reason for it, but that was the start of it. And it's only gotten worse. Yeah. And of course, the, every time Trump gets indicted, you know, he gets boosted up like Popeye. There's that old saying, he who hesitates is lost. And mm-hmm. I think he just waited too long to get into this. And I know he wanted to get a lot of work done as far as in Florida. But he he jumped in too late, and he and that was a huge mistake. I don't disagree with that, but I think no matter when he did jump in, you were going to see his weaknesses. Yeah, and his weaknesses are his personality, his roboticness, policy. Nobody ever has an issue with it. Like if you took his policy with Trump's success and Trump's charisma, mm-hmm. you'd have the perfect GOP candidate. You really would. He's just he has he shot himself in the foot because he didn't. Like he 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 went after the MAGA mm-hmm. movement, and he's just not that guy. Which is why I wonder in twenty twenty eight, and I know it's a long way down the road. I wonder if he's salvageable. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that he is. Uh, speaking of all of this, Bill Maher had James Carville on with him uh, with on his Club Random podcast uh, yesterday. And they were discussing this, and Carville, huge Democrat, you know what I mean, helped get Clinton elected. It's um, about the economy, stupid. It's the yeah, it's the economy, stupid. Like he's not say what you will about James Carville, and I'm sure the two of you have probably zero in common with a James Carville, but he is one of the Bill Maher not woke. Mm-hmm. Like he hates the woke I like progressive that about wing yeah. of his party, sure. and he thinks that is going to lose them elections. Uh, they were talking about polls. And how 75% rounding up, not wanting Biden to run again. And his quote is, that's a big effing number. 
Uh, yeah. This is cut one. And I think I talked to Paul Begala today. I he think he told me I saw him. When I'm I, I, I think we're on the same page with Biden. Did a great service. But whereas in 2020, maybe he was the only one who could have beaten Trump. I think now he's the only one who will lose to him. He He did great. Not just because he beat Trump, but, you know, a lot of stuff he did. Afghanistan, Ukraine he handled right. Everybody else's economy was worse than ours after the pandemic. These are some pretty big things. But he will lose because at some point perception becomes reality. And look, do I think he can do the job? Absolutely. Government, as you well know better than anybody, is done in small rooms like the Oval Office where people are talking quietly and decisions are made. I think he still can do that fine. He cannot run for president. He'll look bad in the debates. It's just, it's too, it's too much. And he's, he's, I think, going to lose. He will be Ruth Bader Biden, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg of the presidency. It's not a good look. And any 50-ish, not stupid, woke Democrat with a D by their name, people just vote D and R, that person can win. Could win easily. Easily. If, if we took Easily. any, any, if we had somebody under 60 and ran against Trump, we'd get 55%. Right. So, I mean, it would, it'd be numbers. But, by the way, if you look at the, you know, I, I, I don't like when people take one poll and extrapolate too much of them, but I've seen the last eight polls are all the same. 70 Three to seventy-seven percent of the country does not want Biden to run again. I'm gonna just round that to seventy-five. Okay, <laughs> that's a big number, man. That's a big number. I, don't, I I disagree with Bill on the Joe can still do the job behind the scenes in the Oval Office talking quietly. I don't think Joe can do the job at any level in in any setting. Um, I do agree with Bill Maher that if there was an alternative to Biden, a Democrat that's not a woke progressive, that's more towards the moderate side or even a classic liberal, would probably win the election over Trump. Uh, but the, the other thing too, with you, you start talking about you know the functionality of the job. It, it's it's that's what it comes down to. It's not, and I've said this before. It's not Joe at eighty or eighty one. It's Joe at eighty or eighty one with, with what we see and what we know he is. Age is just the launching point. the The question is, are you cognitively with it, and are you physically able to handle the rigors? Like when he's flying to to Israel, to Ukraine, then he flies all the way back to Hawaii. Yeah, there's plenty of times where presidents are on vacation, but there are stretches. That are very exhausting, and he looks like he literally can't get through a four-hour day. So, uh, some interesting points there. I agree with some and disagree with others. Uh, Joe Biden was at uh, joined the picket line yesterday for the uh, striking uh, union workers for the auto companies. Um, Trump is going out there today, right? He's he's giving a speech in yes, Detroit. about the same time as the GOP yeah. debate. From the um, Reagan Presidential yeah. Library. So then that is a good counter-programming idea. Mm-hmm. Very smart by yeah. him. Very smart by him. Uh, Joe went out there yesterday. The union president, I believe, spoke first, then introduced Joe, who said uh, the middle class built the country and unions built the middle class, you know, as usual. Uh-huh. Speech. Top down, middle out, bottom cut, up. Cut two. You know, this is a historic moment. The first time in our country's history that a sitting... USA president All right. has came out and stood on the picket line. It's come out. 
Our president has chose to stand up with workers in our fight for economic and social justice. Heard me say many times, Wall Street didn't build the country, the middle class built the country. Unions built the middle class. That's a fact. So let's keep going. You deserve what you've earned, and you've earned a hell of a lot more than you're getting paid now. Thank you very much. I don't know, in my opinion, smart smart move by the Biden campaign doing this. It's incredibly smart for anybody to show up and do that, whether it's a D or an R, whether it was Joe yesterday or Trump tonight. I just love, see there, Joe with the megaphone, I'm thinking of Zioli in the studio with the megaphone yeah. right now. Um, yeah, did you hear they mentioned the social, what, what does social justice have to do with an auto worker strike? <laughs> they love to just throw yep. their buzzwords out, even when they're not applicable to the setting. Yep. It's remarkable. I think the difference, though, you heard the union leadership say, oh, this is historic. What Trump will go for tonight is not union leadership. He's going for the union worker. worker. And that's the that's actually the, you know, the well, needle that he had. Yeah. He has to thread a very careful situation here. Right. He mm-hmm. ha- because because the leadership may go and it's like the teachers union. The leadership may be going to say, oh, we want to go Biden. But what will those euchre, you, what will those union workers, what will they believe? Yes. And I feel the workers will resonate and relate more with what Trump has Agreed, to say. Agreed, we'll because see. Democrats have lost the working class in, in many regards. Well, I mean, we, we had that, uh, that statistic the other day where it, it's basically six out of ten union households. And I don't mean union leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean people in unions yep. vote Republican. That's so yes, correct. I I do think that Trump has more of the union vote than Joe Biden does. I do. Uh by the way, Mike is it Mike here? Yeah, Mike L on on YouTube says <laughs> there's 30 people there and he needs to pose with a bullhorn. Yeah. It's it's and a very just, it's a very good point. And that's just it. You you <laughs> noticed if I watched it live and what you noticed is uh, they're not showing a huge crowd of workers. Yeah. They're careful to show Biden with union leadership. And obviously the UAW president, Sean Fain, had said he will not meet with Trump today. Mm-hmm. He will not meet with him. Yeah. So this is the leadership going against the worker. Trump is there to go toward, hey, hey, union workers, mm-hmm. I know what's going on here. And if they... Right now, this administration, with their push by, what is it, 2034 and then 2050, with their push for the EVs, the electric vehicles, they are eliminating your jobs. Mm -hmm. And with their policies on energy, they are eliminating the combustion, the type of engines. They're eliminating your jobs. Whatever they're going to say to you is not, in actual reality, what they're doing. EV and AI are going to wipe out human consumption of of, uh, the occupational field. It's scary. Yep. Uh, everybody on YouTube right now is going to uh, yell at me because um, this is a visual that I'm sure nobody wants to see. But oh, yesterday, no. at the at, for the State Department, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken unveils the Hillary Clinton portrait. Oh my goodness! <laughs> How's her hair look? She has great hair. So if you want to go heard. see, if you want to go see the Hillary Clinton portrait, yeah, just go to YouTube.com/slash at twelve ten WPHT. 
and watch. Well, you know what? I think maybe Dawn should bail on the conservative tours to Italy yeah. and take a conservative tour with our <laughs> listeners to see the Hillary portrait. Uh, yes. No, thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's how that sounded yesterday. Cut three, Daniel. No, <laughs> oh, that laugh. Oh, boy. Whoa. Look, it's a portrait. Oh, that, that, that laugh. Yeah. I love it. Miss 2016, folks? No. Yeah, it was COVID. We couldn't get in the State Department. <laughs> what, what's the, what's the, the cops there, by the way, or whatever, are. the security there in masks. Yeah. By the way. Got to be masked up. Yeah. Nobody else is. Yeah. Bill. Bill. Bill checking out Tony Blinken's wife. Yeah, Bill, 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 Bill's just trying to get a handful. Is that, I'm assuming that's Tony Blinken's wife. Oh, look at that. Boy, that it laugh. looks like, if you've seen Veep with uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, it looks like it, lo- it looks like some mock portrait of mm-hmm. Hillary, yeah. of uh, Veep. Yep. Look at that. By the way, is the flag, she's standing by a flag. It looks like kind of, it's sideways, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's... It yeah. almost looks like it's the wrong way, doesn't it? I know it's weird. Somebody screwed that up. <laughs> By the way, that, that, that the, the Hillary Clinton laugh could lead yeah. to a lot of uh, men in their prime of their lives having erectile dysfunction issues. <laughs> that'll that'll just make you shrivel right up. Look at Bill's over there looking at it. He goes, "I can't believe I married this woman." <laughs> Bill's like, "I had sex with that portrait." Oh God! No. I didn't know. He's saying. I did not have relations with that one. <laughs> uh, 91 LSX are on the YouTube chat says, I'd rather see the Vince Vaughn naked leaf painting from Wedding Crashers than this <laughs> Hillary portrait. Oh, yeah. it's, good, it's just unbelievable. It's do, we know, do we know why she's getting a portrait? Does it, she, what has I she mean, done to get a portrait? She was in the Secretary of State under Obama. Oh, so, so Blinken's just... Uh, you know, acknowledging one of uh, his predecessors. I, I, I would assume every Secretary of State gets one. Oh, I don't, nice. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just assuming. Mm. Um, yeah, so there you go. The mm. Hillary Clinton portrait, just in case, just in case you want to see almighty. that. God uh, almighty. John, yeah, we should keep that in box four for the rest of the no, show. No, no. <laughs> um, John Fetterman was on with Joy Reid last Joy night and uh, talking about uh, Bob Menendez. Um, throwing Menendez under the uh, bus. He said the last time someone in New Jersey had so much cash in his home, it was Tony Soprano. Oh. Fetterman always with the jokes. Uh-huh. Cut nine, Daniel. Shut down. And now Senator Fetterman is also calling out a member of his own party, New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez, who is facing federal charges for allegedly taking hundreds of thousands of dollars, <laughs> as well as gold bars, in bribes. Fetterman was the first senator to call on his Democratic colleague to resign. And today, more than a dozen other senators have followed suit, including New Jersey's junior senator, Cory Booker. And Senator Fetterman joins me now, Democratic Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania. Uh, senator, thank you so much for being here. Uh, and I guess the first question would be why you were first out of the box to call upon Senator Menendez to resign. And are you surprised it took so long for so many of your colleagues to follow? Uh, honestly, I, I was uh, actually surprised that I was the first one. I mean, it's so black and white. I mean, it's so clear. The last times there's ever been a man with so much cash in their home in New Jersey was uh, 
Tony Soprano. Yeah, you know, Tony I, Soprano. I mean, it, it's not a, it's not a it's not a close call. And if you were looking for the most incriminating kinds of evidence, it, nobody could even come up with gold bars and a mattress. Um, so, uh, and again, he he's entitled to have his day in in court, but he does not entitled to 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 remain in the the Senate, and he needs to go. Okay, so there's uh, there's the Fetterman uh, wearing his burgundy hooded sweatshirt yep. uh, last night. Yep. Kind of uh, like a temple color, dark temple, uh, cherry burgundy. But here's the, here's and I saw this clip and I also saw some of the quotes uh, as Fetterman will be uh, returning Bob Menendez's campaign donations in a humiliating manner, uh, envelopes stuffed with one hundred dollar bills. This is coordinated, in my opinion, from the standpoint of who is the first to speak up and speak out. Fetterman, the Dems say what you want about them are super smart and they're diabolical. And they have taken their little sympathetic mascot cartoon character known as John Fetterman, and they are now using him to lead and spearhead the charge to destroy Menendez. And look, rightfully so. I think Menendez should serve time in prison, and he shouldn't get off like he did in uh, 2017. But they're using the everyman, the lovable you know, little character that is John Fetterman, to basically rip them, to rid themselves of the Menendez stench. I will say one thing, and Peter brings up the point that I want to make, is that, I, you know, look, this whole thing stinks to high hell. But, like, like, let's do innocent until proven guilty, right? Like, whatever happened to that? We're just, like... It doesn't exist in society. But they're, the Democrats are literally throwing... And I'm, I'm not a Menendez fan. I think he's guilty. But, like, we don't, we don't know anything. So, like, the Democrats throwing him under the bus without really knowing anything it just just shows to you that, like, like they did with Trump and everybody else, that they're just – they don't know all the facts, and they're already coming up with a conclusion. Well, Fetterman basically says in that clip, gold bars, I mean, you know, short of them being under your bed mattress, you couldn't draw this up basically in a Hollywood script. Which is what I said from the beginning, and yeah. I agree with that. But, like, there, there's still a presumption of innocence in this in this country, isn't there? You would like from from the legal system, yes, innocent until proven guilty. You got to prove him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt or a preponderance of the evidence, whatever the threshold is for whatever court setting you're in. But no, in society, we basically are at the point where we think you're guilty until you are proven not guilty. So, in my opinion, if you wanted to set somebody up to take a fall, <laughs> like this is, I mean, this is classic textbook. Yeah. Look. This guy over here is guilty with his gold bars. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what happened, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying we don't know all the facts. Yeah, I, but- I think it's also significant to say who was governor when that mistrial happened. The difference, I mean, why didn't we hear Democrats come forth back in, in 25, 2015 and say, this guy needs to resign immediately? We didn't hear it because, obviously, you had a Republican, you, have di- you had a different backdrop of politics. Right. And so now you have Governor Phil Murphy, a Democrat, in control. So it's it's very different. But when it, it, it was a different climate politically, it was you know a conducive climate. It was not conducive for them to call for him to immediately resign last time around. Mm-hmm. And very the other true. piece of it, I mean, you have to look at Menendez consistently going up against the Obama administration. By the way, um, during yes. that period, uh, that this was a. a Really, a, a key piece of the Obama plan with that Iran policy. Menendez was one of those who who was adamantly against Obama's Iran policy, and has continued with that through the years. Yep. And so I think this has been a thorn in the side of both 
the Obama administration and the Biden administration. All right. That will, uh, that's going to do it for Cutchie? Yes, sir. Right. We should get to the big yes. three and then Tony Bruno. All right. So here's what we got coming up after Dawn's big three. Uh, Tony Bruno will join us. We will certainly get his thoughts on the Mark Dial situation, the rioting, the looting. Uh, also, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, some Eagles, some Phillies, uh, and all sorts of other good stuff along the way for our weekly spot with Tony Bruno. But before we get to that, we get to Dawn Stenzel's big three at 822. It's the big three at eight on Kale and Company. Big three at eight, a mysterious murder at a hotel near the airport. So Philadelphia homicide investigators looking into this murder of a flight attendant who was murdered in her hotel room. This is Philadelphia making national news found with a cloth or a sock stuffed in her mouth. And so what's going on here as police investigate this flight attendant's murder inside a hotel room in the Philadelphia Airport Marriott there, and also questions surrounding the fact that this 66-year-old woman was found, but she should have been found, according to many, days earlier. So they found her uh, Monday evening, late Monday evening, found by cleaning crews. Philadelphia police say no signs of forced entry, no signs of a struggle, no weapon recovered, Several sealed bottles of some kind of prescription medication was taken from the room. They're not releasing these, this flight attendant's cause of death. Her name is not being released as well. But found dead, she was supposed to have checked out two days earlier. Why is it that cleaning crews did not find her you know, immediately because mm-hmm. she was a flight attendant, so she was scheduled for you know, attending her, her job for American Airlines there. So was this some kind of a hit? Was it, uh, what was, was it drug related? Was it, I'm seeing the Lacosa Nostra, was it organized crime? I mean, so many questions swirling. Was it domestic in nature? There's no evidence of that. So a highly suspicious murder making national news in the city of never a dull day in philadelphia i know right what a a time to be alive dawn i came home at the perfect time i really did and the the investigation continues as philadelphia police and many different units with the help of suburban police as well they're searching through surveillance video and social media video that has been posted of looting that happened into the wee hours of this morning across the city of philadelphia and that's the northeast um, neighborhoods as well as up to the main up to the main line city avenue in philadelphia as well as center city and posh shopping areas on walnut street for example no reports of injuries at least 20 people arrested making international news this morning if you're just joining us after those loot struck the shops about 7:30 and this followed a non-related march for justice in the name of um, Eddie Irizarry, who's the 27-year-old shot in a police-involved traffic stop that tragically led to the death of Mr. Irizarry, 27, and a 27-year-old police officer released from uh, jail because he had been held in jail on first-degree murder charges in that one. A Philadelphia judge saying that prosecute ruling in favor of the defense, Brian McMonagall, saying that no, Prosecutors under the direction of D.A. Larry Krasner did not in any way support with evidence any of their allegations that, in fact, this was a premeditated or planned murder. 
but rather they didn't prove their case. All charges were dropped, dismissed yesterday in court, and that teed us up for people using that, according to Philadelphia police leadership, saying these individuals are violent and they will all be charged and uh, taken to the courts. So we'll we'll see the follow-up on that one as well. Mm-hmm. Number three, I'm going to go with Red October because October 1st is uh, coming up Sunday and we're looking at our Philadelphia Phillies. What a celebration. Congrats to our Phils, Phils fans celebrating. And to John Middleton, uh, the owner, who at one point said he's going to spend stupid money to make the Phillies winners again, making the Phils great again. He did it. Yes, he did. Thank and, you, and he, John. I mean, he came through. <laughs> Bryce Harper. Schwarber. I mean, there are a lot of people that are getting paid big time money on this team. Yes. And which makes you wonder, like, should they be more than just a wild card with the kind of money you're spending? Could you win the division? But you know what? <laughs> They're in the playoffs. That's all that matters. Yes. And our good news story. Thank you to our Philadelphia Phillies for clinching the NL wild card sponsored by United Tire as we look at a 3-2 win by our Phils yesterday, and a lot of excitement in the city. That good news sponsored by United Tire because we love our Philly sports teams just as much as they love us cheering them on. Same goes for the great team over at United Tire. The owners make customer satisfaction their priority, working with you to get you back on the road faster. So when it comes to car service, trust the team at United Tire. Thank you, United Tire for especially sponsoring our big three and number three, the good news of our Philadelphia Phillies bringing us forth into a red October. Kale and Company, big three. All right, Don, thank you very much. Just give me the damn five-day forecast and try to be accurate. That's all I want. He's standing by, the great Tony Bruno, live from Florida, when we come back to talk about all the looting, the rioting, the fills, the eagles. It's Wednesday with Bruno, and it's next on Kale and Company. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Spring in southern Italy. How does it sound? Come escape with me because we're going to have a great time. You know, the last time WPHT travelers visited Italy, many of you discovered northern Italy with my friend Dom. Well, now we're heading to southern Italy with me on a grass gastronomical tour of the most beautiful coastline in the entire world, the Amalfi Coast. Join me for 12 magical days in luxury with the professionals. And these are top-notch pros, once again, from conservative tours. You know, if I'm putting my good name on the line here, I want to travel with the very best tour operator, number one in Italy. And that brings me to my friends at Conservative Tours. They know how to do it. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. We're going to take a high-speed jet foil to the Isle of Capri. $52.67. That price includes your airfare, luxury hotels, and major wonderful dining events. And we're going to remember this. You're going to remember it years from now. Toll-free, 888-733-9494. You can go to conservativetours.com, and you'll see my picture there, and you will you can read all the details about this awesome trip. The Abbey of Monte Cassino, for example, Italy's best-kept secret, Puglia, Medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii, and yes, we're going to see the great sights in Rome, the Colosseum. Oh, can't wait for this. Join me next spring in Italy. I'll see you on the Isle of Capri. Call now, 888-733-9494. Check out all the details, conservativetours.com, conservativetours.com. 
Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.